With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupul. Ryan, it's been a little bit since a little bit of time since we've heard your voice, but it's good to have you back. And I'm sure you're a little bit more optimistic now after those two wins in Boston or at home in Boston and that at home against Tampa. How are you, my friend? That's not true. That's not true. I'm I'm happy I got invited to this podcast. It's really <laughs> nice of you guys we to miss let me you. back. We miss you. I guess I got the uh the suspension. I don't know what I did, but I'm back now. I miss you guys. Uh what's going on, Kirby? Those <laughs> how's it going, Ryan? Miss talking to you. I didn't get any of those suspension papers come through my office, so it's all good on your Well, I, I know who the captain is. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's between you guys. I haven't heard anything. I got some news <laughs> off the top here, gentlemen. It kind of ties into the all-star game a little bit. What's been one of the hot topics this year with our fan base? Just name some of these topics that have been hot with this team this year. Paul uh, Maurice. Coaching. Paul Maurice is one, yeah. But it's right up there with Paul Maurice. Can you guys think of another one? Mm, I don't know. Ekblad. Yeah, Ekblad's up there. It's something to do uh, with the in-arena experience. Okay. What's the, What could be stereo? better in the arena? What, sorry, is that? Talking about the, the DJ? Stereo, what David said. So I got some news here tonight. So I'm breaking news here. A um, little bit of a fun fact here. Person that runs the audio mix at the arena said they're in the process of getting a new sound system, but likely not be fully installed until 2024, 2025. They're getting the works. So new PA, new console, everything. It'll be very, very close experience to what you saw, David, at the All-Star game. Nice. So, Why yeah. didn't I move on that? We've always been getting those questions from our fan base. I've never had an answer until today on that so nice i know they took away all the all-star stuff and took that back with them i know there was some speakers set up right david in the 300 levels and different things like that where the experience sound i think a little bit better in person and on tv so yeah the nhl brought the whole package for the all-star weekend for sure here in south florida like you said and a lot of people mentioned on twitter and stuff like that that the sound sounded better in the arena so if they could do that i'd be more than happy i don't really pay attention too much to the audio mix and the sound and whatever's going on in the background. So it doesn't bother me too much. I know a lot of people in the community do, but that's exciting. I think they've released some letters today or um, the other day for season ticket holders, just on renewing and stuff like that. And I think that was part of the the spiel in the package. Um, So real cool to see. I know the main thing that the, that attracted the all-star weekend was upgrading the, the scoreboard like five, six years ago, Ryan. I know you remember that old stinky scoreboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was garbage. That half the time was like one of the four sides had a uh, defected, uh, you know, light. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, really excited to be with you guys again. Thank you guys all for the support. As always, it was a busy weekend for myself personally. Before we get into the All-Star weekend and just the experience that we had in South Florida, Wanted to talk about that crazy, crazy game we had the other night at home, uh, fresh off the all-star break, that home game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a game a lot of us knew that was going to be testy. But Ryan, I texted you before that 
Tampa had lost, I think, the five previous games coming off the All Star break. Yep. And you yep. hit you hit the money on the head. You hit the nail on the head with that one. Put in a nice uh, call on the Panthers to win uh, on Monday night. A, a strange Monday night. We don't get too many Monday night games. Uh, Ryan, did you have eight goals in that game? I I didn't take the over under. I just took the Cats uh, plus money to win. So nice. easy. Yeah, I gave him the. Yeah, nice the Cats. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a statement win. I feel like. Vasilevsky was coming off of a suspect performance in the All-Star weekend with the Atlantic. Suspect performance. I mean, he let in a few in that he shouldn't have in the All-Star I game. mean, no one tr- – we'll get into that after, but no one tries in that. Ovechkin was talking trash to him, and then he's the one that won everyone all the money, I would I say. I saw some tweets from Ryan on, on a certain player that he continues to bash all season, and then he comes and says that the All-Star game doesn't mean anything. So, Ryan – We'll get into again, that. Ryan, we can do Ryan, it right did you, now. Ryan did, Ryan, did you know who Barkov was talking with at the All-Star game a lot? Vasilevsky? <laughs> the enemy, Vasilevsky and Kucherov, That's probably fine. in Russian. That's fine. Good. Kucherov and uh, Kaprizov were babysitting Ovechkin's kid, the whole skills competition. <laughs> so that was pretty nice to see. But before we get to that, like we said, we're going to get into that in detail for sure. But a statement win for Florida. Uh, you know, Tampa had come in. Obviously, we know the history in the playoffs, and even in this regular season, they've had our number. So it was a nice win to get at home, seven-one, coming off of a nice All-Star weekend, like we said. Carter Verhage stays hot, netting two goals in that game. I think he's got six goals in his last five. So a player we talked a lot about early in the year, if he was going to be streaky or not. So far, he's been red hot all year. Twenty-eight goals already, a career high for him. And what more can we say for Matthew Kachuk? Just his his vision, his play, his overall just IQ and leadership just com- continues to to just make my mouth you know drop. Just his vision is what surprises me the most for sure. Just behind the net plays and IQ and stuff like that. So Kachuk with a five point night against Tampa. I think that's only the second player in Panthers history to score five points against Tampa. Uh, in any type of game. And the other one, if you guys could guess, who would you guys guess was the other one to score five points in one game? How long ago was it? Just a few years ago. Two I saw years the ago. list of people that had five-point games. I saw that Brett too, Mc- Kirby. Did you There's see that one, list too? One of those I saw on that, that list. One of those Brett on McLean that list. had five points in the game, but I don't know if it was against Tampa. No. He said a few. Eh. It was just a year ago, my friends. A year a ago? Year ago? Mm-hmm. It, okay, obviously it was the what was the we scored nine right? Yes. Ugh. I saw I saw Lundell on that, and I saw Lundell was against Columbus, the same game that Marshman right. had six. Mm-hmm. It was Hoobie. Who was it? Huberdeau scored five points on that nine-three game. That's, that's, that's almost the total for this season. So you I remember that that was that that was that game that was the game that Tampa was ridden with COVID uh, players out, and then that was the game that. Huberdeau had that spinorama play. Remember that Ekblad finished? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember. That, that had to game. be Huberdeau's record for most multi-point games. Yeah, that, he had, like, yeah, yeah that. for sure. He had five points in that game. So, yeah, like you said, Ryan, Kachuk, I think, has more, uh, almost more goals than just Huberdeau has assists this year. So, yeah, Kachuk, that, 27 goals is just crazy. And The goal points. last night kind of felt like, a, I don't know, a signature goal for Kachuk to me. Do you agree with that? The one where he batted it, not like I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it was. I'm gonna say both, Ryan. Ryan, I'm gonna say perfect goal. It was. I'm gonna say both. 
It was a goal that Kirby alluded to all offseason long. Those tips in front of the net, those around the net goals that he just so patented to just finishing so often, more often than not. I'm just like, man, this guy's this guy knows where to be every David, are you time. are you reading my DMs? I was saying that to Armando today. I was like, this oh, reminded no. me of the summertime when we were talking oh. about Kachuk. I just read <laughs> Imagine if we had another Kachuk around the net as well. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later because I know Barky and Brady seem to hit it off with their brother all weekend long. And that so, Kachuk first assist on the Verhage goal, it reminded me a lot yeah. of Huber, though. Oh, That's yeah. Even that, even, that, that, that. even that assist he had on Verhage's second, that kind of – he grabbed yeah. it at the blue line, brought it in, made a one-move, two-move backhand, and Verhage just had to uh, beat Vasilevsky, who's led up his seventh goal of the night on Kachuk's uh, second on that power play goal late. And that was only the third time Vasilevsky's led in seven goals in his career. So obviously we knew Tampa had a game the next night. So that's probably why they left him in to start the third. But yeah, a little bit also just finishing up that game. Barkov left a little early. Looked like he got hit in the hand with a puck. Uh, But all signs show that he should be ready for Thursday. Doesn't look like it's something that'll keep him out too long, which is good news. Obviously we know. There's a lot of important games just based on where we are in the standings. We can't be uh, playing catch up for much longer. And it was also nice to see Bobrovsky come in, put in a nice performance, 32 saves on 33 of the Tampa shots. So Tampa's only 12 and 12 on the road. So they're pretty stacked at home, but at on the road, they're 500 teams. So something like they're a minus goal differential too. I think David on the road, on the road, Mm -hmm. pretty crazy for a team that's contending or, you know, that's supposed to contend in the East to have that kind of mediocre road record. Yeah. I think they're 24 and one at home while on the road, they're 12 and 12. Uh, and they have a lot of road games this month, and I think a tougher schedule than they've had recently. They're, too. they're beating Tampa three one right now. Uh, so they're beating the Sharks. I'm sorry, three to one right now. So yeah, uh-huh. I, I'm not worried about them the missing out. We're just going to need help from uh, teams that are playing Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Capitals, Buffalo. Those are the teams are really going to have to be hoping they drop some points to give the Panthers a little bit more hope uh, in the standings for sure. But yeah, a statement win. Uh, one that I thought by at the end of the night, all right, boom, a lot of nice memes, a lot of like nice uh chatter between the, the community, everyone was hype. Bark off your lifeguard, uh, has beat your team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of optimism and excitement beating Tampa, a lot of uh banter across Instagram and Twitter between fan bases. And then, what do we wake up to, Ryan and Kirby, of, of Tampa fan attacked? A mascot, like what? Victor e. Rock. What in the world happened? Um. So yeah, for those that don't know, I believe it was late in the third period. The game was over at this point, and it looked like Victory e. was just simply hanging around. It looked like to go into a section. The Tampa fan seemed to want to put his jersey on the rat or on the mouse, Victory, e., and Victory e., like didn't do it. So the guy like. Pulled up Victory's shirt over his head and pushed him against the railing and Victory threw the jersey. I don't know what's going on in the video, but all right. There's a lot of people on Twitter saying that the Panthers th- that they think the Panthers staged that. No, I mean Ryan, you go first because I have lots to say on this. What they they only stage that if they like the the Tampa fan would just get like a pie to the face or something like that after, and that didn't happen. 
I, and first of all, the guy holding the clipboard should be fired on the spot for allowing that to happen. If it wasn't, you know, yeah, if it wasn't skater. like his caretaker. Yeah. Right? Normally, there, yeah, there's always someone around the mascots making sure that doesn't happen. And the guy was like just standing there watching it happen. So I, Kirby, I know you have stuff on it, but I don't. Uh, there's well, no way that that was staged. Well, that's where like, a lot of people are saying there it's was staged. no second half of that. There's this why a lot of people are saying it's staged because the guy was literally standing there, could have done something to like restrain this fan. I get maybe that's not in his budget to be a security guard to that extent, yeah, yeah. but at least try to. But where's the, the usher? Guy. I mean, we know the ushers at the FLA Live Arena. Know that story. <laughs> we were yeah, going to yeah, get into that true. last podcast, but they I don't play get... for the badge. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame them. My my take on it initially was different than what I got in my DMs today. So what I thought personally was that it was staged because I come from a communications background. I saw the guy there that you guys are talking about, the PA guy for Victory Rat, the usher standing there, kind of how the guy was chanting to the crowd where you hire those paid actors. And at the end, he was kind of talking to them and he just kind of got taken away very quietly with no security guards to make it even more look more real or authentic. So right away, I thought kind of this looks staged. But then I was reading comments today and people were saying, this was going on during live action, right, David? It wasn't going on oh, in yeah. stoppage in play. So usually if it's an act, it's going on with a stoppage in play. So I got two DMs today from people that work within the organization or know people that work within, and they're saying, Kirby, trust me, this isn't staged. And yeah, and, and like you said, a lot of times when they do things like that with with mascots or with, uh, <clears throat> you, know, they, you know, they get a guy that dresses up in the opposing opposition's jersey and they, like you said, Ryan, put a pie in his face. You obviously yeah. know that stage. It's on the it's on the big screen. The popcorn but, with Stanley C and there's maybe a little pushing going around. Right. But to have that extent of him doing that and there was no other act to follow, that was it. Like, and that's our arena. So in a way, you're getting punked in your own arena from a Tampa fan. No other, like, if it's staged, where's act two? Where is act three? And again, that person that was standing there, I was told was very kind of scared and a little confused. So again, us not knowing those inside stories, that could be the case there. That person didn't know what was going on, right? So it's a very weird situation. If it's staged or not staged, I think it's a lose-lose. Mm -hmm. The organization needs to come out and make a statement. And if they're not going to make yeah, a either statement, way they do. talk about this until it's blown up. And now people are picking it up, David, right? Like you've tweeted it out. Other people have tweeted out. Now like Greg Wisniewski, what uh, Bleacher on Ice or whatever that account is, they've picked it up. So probably Canada media is going to pick it up this week. So just mm -hmm. start, makes us look like kind of a bit of clowns. And if there's no like statement on it that it was staged or not, then it's just going to be left up in the air. And, and I had someone tell me too in DMs, the organization doesn't value social media as much. So they're not worried to get to the front of this, right? Very reactive type of organization until things get too far. And then right. they kind of come out with the statements, right? So that's kind of my take as of tonight on it. Well, yeah, I know that, like I said, I think it was posted late uh, Monday night. And it wasn't until I saw it on Monday morning where I kind of felt like, okay, let me uh, post this on Instagram to kind of just bring it to that side. And then that's where I got another video from a from a lady or from a, or a guy, I don't know who it was, that sent me uh, another angle. And that was the one that I actually posted on Twitter, which was from the other angle, which was recorded. We started recording a little before the one that was posted on Twitter. And that was the one that Andy Slater um brought up and he said that the Panthers have seen this, the police have seen this. Uh, there's no reason to press any charges at this time, but the organization is aware of what happened and there's an investigation going on. So 
after that, that was about, I think, like two in the afternoon on Monday or on huh? Tuesday, I'm sorry. And then by like five o'clock, that's when you said Bleacher on Ice also posted it on there and Florida Hockey Now, a bunch of people now started to post it. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's gained some traction in the last, you know, 12 or so hours, but uh, we'll see if anything comes of it. Maybe they just like, like they've done majority of the season. The mascots aren't necessarily around too often. So maybe that just pushes them more to not be active as much as they already have not been. David, do you think it's a public relations department person has to come out on Twitter and Instagram and issue a statement? Is it Matt Caldwell himself? If it's the team account that does it, I could see that getting clowned on. It's kind of like when Tampa Bay released their statement of like getting swept by Columbus. That'll just become very memeable, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. If the men comes out with something. So I don't know how they're going to handle it, but they need to handle it some way. Yeah, they said the... Andy Slater said the Panthers didn't contact them, so they haven't done anything about it. So that's right. what I'm confused. Like, and that's what I've got in my DMs too, Ryan. That as of this it, recording, was tonight. it staged or not? Like, it doesn't look staged, but why are they not saying anything? Like, it's just it's a bad look. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a. I mean, it's a bad look because the guy is attacking the mascot. But I think and no one more, did anything. And he's a Tampa like, Bay fan, and it's in our arena. Like, yeah. Obviously. But I right. think it's more of the the inclination that Tampa fans would go to this level to of of know, course attack, it's bad on them too but attack an individual that's just trying to you know work in peace you know he's it could be a minor couldn't it be like is it even someone that's yeah you don't even know the age of this of this individual who's dressed up as the vic- victory rat and you know that you know unless it's someone that maybe it has a history of aggression the, the mascot's not going to retaliate in a manner of punching or you can't extent. in that suit. It's like being in those sumo sumo suits, right? right. You just can't move right. around in them. Like, like Ryan said, you're just more agitated that the caretaker of his didn't do something to restrain the actual individual. Because the, the mascot no can't do anything. Like he can't fight the guy. But you need security there too, right? There that, like, has to be, yeah. I mean, well, that's where I work security at hockey care. arenas, and we weren't even told to put. I wasn't even told to put hands on people. I was told to radio it in to the tactical force guys. Right. If there was things going on, right. Even as a security guard, right. I'm supposed to just diffuse the situation, step in, but not put hands on people. So I don't even think they had levels of security anywhere near there. Right. So again, another issue with in-house. Well, that's where I'm saying the caretaker, yeah, like the caretaker, whoever's ushering that section should have done something uh, at least to bring in some sort of security and get them out. Because I think from what the person that sent me the Instagram said, uh, it wasn't like that. They went and found the guy. I don't. I don't know what what happened. So, yeah, something that I didn't expect to see uh, after the game, but that's the reality of what we're see- seeing right now. So we'll see if anything comes out uh, from this. But overall, like we said, Panthers seem to be back on track a little bit here with two wins against high quality opponents. Obviously, the All Star break was in the middle of it. Uh, so yeah, six two and two in the last ten. We're plus one goal differential, which is nice. We know that we have a lot of home games remaining in the schedule. So trying to win three games in a row, David. Yeah, yeah on Thursday wow. against San Jose, which yeah, I wouldn't bet money against that happening, but we haven't done it before just yet. Uh, 53 games played, now 56 points. Uh, still below the pace that we need to be at, but we said the Panthers need to go two and three the rest of the way uh, to – within being within reach come mid-March, you know, early April. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, 
Yeah, since we're going to get now talking about the All-Star game, guys, I think that uh, I know we talked about it in previous episodes. We were very excited. I know a lot of the community lot members of were very excited to be going to various events. Uh, I c- couldn't make it out on Thursday where they had that splash shot event. I don't know if you guys saw it on TV. I didn't um, see it. So that was recorded on the Thursday. Yeah, that was recorded on Thursday on the beach the day before the actual skills event. Uh, but it looked like they had a lot of people there, which was nice. A beautiful day on Thursday in South Florida. But Friday was where I was able to make it out there, try to get to that red carpet event, you know, see some of the guys, see some of the players that we normally don't see. And, uh, yeah, I left to work a little early. I left, like, at 11. Typical. Picked up. <laughs> hey, David, get on Canada TV. I got some airtime. <laughs> Picked up my son from school. We were we made it to the red carpet event or to the you know whatever they call it the beach festival uh, at around twelve thirty. You know we were looking around, seeing what's going on. Um, they had a lot of events for the kids and adults and all the trophies that were there. And I went to the back of the actual event, like towards the end, and there was a red carpet. And I you could see the red carpet there with two barricades on both sides. So. I walk up and there's obviously a huge line already. And you got to think the event was not till three and I got there at 1230. So there were people saying that they were waiting there since the, they opened the thing, which was 10. So there were people waiting there for five hours before the actual players came just to hopefully get a glimpse of or an autograph from them. And I know Ryan gave me some backlash on Twitter for some whatever reason, as always. It's just a bad look. Just a bad look. Well, okay, number one, I was not planning on being there from 1230 till 3 before the event started. If I did not do that, there was no way I would you were able to get any signatures because nobody I mean, we're trying was trying to grow the game. And now there's kids that might not be NHL fans because Ryan, they stole their spot. Ryan, in the front. There were there were grown men putting backpacks along yeah, the you. railing. No, not me. I stood there by myself while my wife and kid and my son went and enjoyed all the events. Oh, and... didn't even have the kid. Oh, Ryan, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that, but he was doing think, other things. You think my son was gonna stand there for four hours? There's no chair. There's no sit. No. no shade, like Kirby said. Uh, no. He's gonna need some shade if he were ever to do that. There's no water. No one's coming in with a with a snack cart or or anything like that. A snack cart. Just you against the elements, waiting for uh, your players to come by. So and David David outlasted everyone. And you you know you're giving those autographs to your son and things like that. Exactly. I don't have the only autograph I have is Barkov on my jersey and the Kachuk on the uh, I hate Camp Amore shirt. The rest we're all for up on eBay. We're all for my son's jersey. And yep. I had Sidney Crosby sign his little penguins hat. Oh, uh, nice. So it was it was a long, grueling process, but I did meet a lot of fans, a few fans that uh you know mentioned one was from Orlando. And like I said, there were instances where people were trying to squeeze in and they were almost ready to fist fight Ryan and Kirby. They were that passionate <laughs> about their spot. They were like, I'm not moving. One guy had to call security because he was saying, This guy's touching my wife. What? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say some of our younger fan base are early twenty something year olds. There were no kids waiting. There were no kids waiting in the line. The parents were standing there, and like I said, they would put backpacks between like the father and the mother, like three backpacks, and people would try to come and say, "Listen, you can't put a backpack here. I'm here." He's like, "They're like hell no." 
This is for my kid. You want this spot? You're going to have to beat me up. They had to call security on two people, my friend. Ryan knows this because when you go to golf events, I've gone to professional golf events here in, in Canada where it's the Champions Tour. you got to be in your spot. You can't just leave your spot, Ryan. You have to stand Kirby, and stay there to keep your spot. Too hot. Golf. It's, it's too hot in South Florida. They don't have golf events down here. Yeah, you there's know. no there's no professional ones in South Florida. But if you're around it's the green a- or you're around the tee box, you need to hold your spot like David is saying. You can't just yeah, leave I, I know. the bag there or leave. Oh, this is my chair. And, you know, that doesn't that doesn't. No, you leave your spot. It's gone. And I told my wife, if James wants any autographs, my son, I have to stay here because I the second if I lose, if I move just to go, oh, yeah. uh, you know, talk to somebody that's you know 10 feet away my spot is boom gone so i so were the players there. coming in flows or were you waiting like 20 minutes 30 minutes i minute? i i got there at 12 30 like i said i i waited till about three o'clock when the event was supposed to start like i said i, I talked to people that were standing around me it's not like i just twiddled my thumbs and and did nothing i had a very nice guy that recognized my twitter account Talked to me, you know, talked about the podcast, talked about the discord and all that stuff. So it was nice. To, yeah, it was nice to talk to him. Very nice gentleman. I believe his name was Charles, if I remember correct. Very nice guy. I, he, apparently he's friends with Montour's cousin. So Kirby, you might, I might have to find out his info. So I know I, a Charles, but I don't know if this is the same guy. He's Tammy, Tammy's been in, in the Instagram lately, Kirby. I didn't want to tell you er, earlier, but she's been, she followed me and I followed her back. So now I got all the details with Tammy. So, but she hasn't come by spaces yet. And you've got some <laughs> new followers this week that you mentioned to me off the air as well. No, no. I think she's an Instagrammer because that, that's oh. all I've seen her around. The Instagram. I don't know if I'll have to tell her to come on space. Yeah, they have to come to me. I can't always come to them. And that's what Ryan wants too on Twitter, right, Ryan? Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, like I said, I talked to a, lot, a couple people, really nice. One was from Orlando and Charles, who uh, is local. He was there hanging around the event. So nice to see them. But like you said, Kirby, at three o'clock, they started with the mascots. All the mascots came through. They got the paparazzi. They got pictures for them. They've got a nice little spot for them to take. You know, mm-hmm. for the NHL Instagram or whatever the case may be, their their respective teams' Instagram. So the mascots came, boom, 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 and then you see Barky pull up in his nice little you know whip, coming in hot. Him and Kachuk came together, boom, ready to, to for the event to start. And then the rest of the teams come in a in a sprinter bus. You know those big black, uh, kind of like the you remember the Crusader bus, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bus with like maybe four or five rows deep of like, you know, three rows of whatever chairs. So it started with the Metro or the Central Division. So really nice was uh, Morrissey. Uh, Jason Robertson was really cool. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah. Uh, Kale McCarr, really nice. Nathan McKinnon, really nice. Uh, Miko Ratnan just walked straight through. He didn't even stop. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, no love for Ranton in. Bo, Bo Horvat came with that bus too, since he was technically on Vancouver uh, representing them, even though he was traded really nice. Uh, other names I can remember that were really nice. Vasilevsky was Ryan's cool. guy, McJesus. Oh yeah. McDad- McDaddy was there. Really nice too. He didn't say a word. He would just sign and keep going. Sign. And He's all business. Going. All business. Sign, yeah. He had someone right behind him taking pictures, being his little bodyguard. Like you said, Kirby, I managed to get onto the, to the his instagram account so that was really yep. nice and you got on to ovechkin on cbc sportsnet yeah, on tv ovechkin. When ovechkin was signing i saw Posternox, Posternox, he was yep. wearing a nice suit uh really nice guy was eric carlson he was top class was really nice talking to everybody 
saying it was way too hot, even for him, even though he's been in San Jose for a little bit. He said, it's still too hot. I'm it's wearing the fashion like Mitch he was Martin. like, I don't know how these guys are wearing these suits. I'm wearing a nice tight shirt. But one thing I could tell about all these players, Ryan Kirby, was their legs are like horse legs, guys. They're so yes. they're so strong. Yep. And you can see they wear they all wear like tight pants. And you Martin St. Louis and I've seen Sidney Crosby kind of up oh close. Oh my gosh, Crosby's legs. legs. Crosby's I you know I'm not trying to be a little sus here, but he has a nice bunda. He has a nice bunda. <laughs> oh wow. A nice bunda. It's really nicely shaped. It's got he's got nice like all of them have really strong legs. What did this turn into? We've skate, gone off the rails. They skate. I'm just I thought saying. this was going to be in the summer. We have female we listeners too. We have female. That son got to him. We have female listeners too. I'm sure they they're going to like that stuff. Uh, Ovechkin. I didn't get Ovechkins. He had his son. He was a little bit timid. He How walked straight ass? through. Ovechkin, not the son. Ovechkin. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Okay. All like I said, okay. all of them have really strong legs. Kevin Fiala had a nice like Godfather suit on. He was really cool. Um, uh, Mitch Marner had a really nice outfit. Was trying to be all blingy. You could see Kachuk yeah. and Barkov. The Marner guys Bar- driving you up could the wall. See, you could see Barkov and Kachuk kind of laughing at him uh, when he was. He looks like a kid. Yeah, exactly. He looks like a little kid. That that's kind of what they. <laughs> but there's there's girls that stand for him on Twitter. But oh know. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. So overall, it was really nice. Barkov was really cool. He, I, if, if he's listening, you know, you owe me a tennis match because he said he was going to meet up with me to play tennis sometime. Kachuk Ryan, signed. I told him to say golf. I know Barky loves tennis. I don't think he plays but... golf. I don't think he plays golf. I guess that's me, Ryan, and Kachuk then, right? He said he, yep, said, we'll that, he said that he had played the morning of. So he said on Sunday he may be, but it was raining. So I, I, he probably forgot to DM me back. That's that's what I'll go with. You'll mm. let us know when he DMs you back, though. <laughs> yeah, and right. Kachuk uh, signed the shirt. I asked him if he wanted it. He said he can't take it, I guess, for other reasons. I don't know why. but oh, Maybe was, like uh, union reasons or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But he signed it, so it was really nice. So maybe do something with that. Maybe do a giveaway with that. So we'll see. But overall – Really nice weekend for sure. The All-Star Skills competition was a bit – I saw a lot of people backlashing. The skills competition obviously was slow. Being at the stadium, it was really slow as well because – I like the golf event. When did they film that? I think they filmed that on Wednesday. If I That remember. would have been cool to be out with Ryan. It was very well done, Ryan. They shot it just like PGA or Live yeah. Tour or whatever tour you watch now. It was very yeah. well done. I watched PGA, PGA. Okay. Same. Yeah, the skills competition was very meh. I mean, just from being in the arena because it was just no flow to it. Yeah, no flow. They would stop, they would go, they would stop, they would go. Okay, a semifinal, a final. It was it was all over the place, in my personal opinion. So I saw people saying it was a TV event. Yeah, it was very strange, just format of, of stopping the players. Like, there were periods where the players didn't do anything for, like, 15 minutes. They weren't. Yep. uh you know they were pre-produced screened. content exactly I, they were in the right? locker room Interviews, locker room yeah, i just don't feel room. it's i don't even feel it's produced for tv anymore um so if it's not if the skills event isn't produced for the people in the stadium in the arena it's not produced for people on tv then who are they shooting it for right all the events are for the kids and to meet the players and you know even to be at the beach fest right but right. It, you know the events in the arena if it doesn't come across well in the arena or on tv i think they really have to reevaluate that yeah, my fun loved that splash shot thing that they were showing on the on the big screen. He thought it was so funny them pulling in the the water tanks and stuff like that. So he enjoyed it to say the least. He loved the mascots being there, which was great for him. 
personally, but um, yeah, overall, I could say before we get into the actual game, uh, I thought it was great weekend for sure. As far as outside of the game was concerned, a lot of uh, autographs to be given out throughout the whole weekend. So I'm hoping you guys enjoyed uh, whatever you guys were able to take a part of. Unfortunately, I couldn't take a picture with the Stanley Cup because, like I said, I was standing there the whole afternoon uh, waiting for the signatures. But I know my wife and, and kid were able to slide over there. Josh Mahura was signing a bit. Nice. Uh, so A yeah. lot of fans on our Discord channel sent us pictures of Mahura signing and the Stanley Cup there, getting pictures with it. Yeah, Kachuk and Barkov were there all weekend, so it was really nice for them to kind of get that moment of, of spotlight, to say the least, in in uh, South Florida. But before we talk about the game, again, we want to go and give a special shout-out to our sponsors from the Hockey, Pocky, Hockey Pod Network. So if you guys don't mind listening to a few ads here, we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes which is all well and good, but most of the time pretty unrealistic. I've actually found that the smallest changes to our routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change, if it's something you use every single day. Like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at a perfect price point, so you don't, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds low latency gaming headphones or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party raycon's got you covered and yep raycon start at half the price of other premium audio brands so you don't have to choose between products you can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than what you would with some of the other guys even if even we know you'll love your raycons as much as i do raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase they offer buy now pay later options Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. My favorite things about my Raycons are that they have earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, uh, wet water and sweat resistant, and crystal clear call quality. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's again, Buy B U Y Raycon R A Y C O N dot com slash T H P N to score 15% off. Buy Raycon dot com slash C H P N to get 15% off your purchase. Yeah, the highlight of the weekend for sure was that uh, Saturday afternoon all star game when we were really anticipating and really excited for 
to see Matthew Kachuk and Alexander Barkov be highlighted uh, representing the Atlantic Division. It's been a while. I don't even think they've ever won the actual All-Star event uh, since switching to that 3v3 format. So the tensions were high. You could really see the Atlantic really pushing for those uh, goals compared to the other teams, Ryan and Kirby. I don't know if you guys saw anything uh, outside of the ordinary in those games. I I, I had fun at the stadium. I'm sure you, I hope you guys had fun watching it on TV. Ryan? Yeah, I, I thought we had a winner and we had a loser at the All-Star game. So we'll start with the winner because I love talking about the winners. Um, Matthew Kachuk obviously is a, a freak of nature. Um, and well-deserved MVP in his own stadium. Um, I think it showed that this is Matthew Kachuk's team now because even in the intros, Matthew Kachuk went last. And normally, like, the best player will go last. Like, hmm. even even when, like, LeBron and Wade were on the heat, Wade was the last one to be announced every in, in every starting lineup because it's his team. And I think I think this weekend just showed it's Matthew Kachuk's team. Everyone was talking about him. Barkov, I wanted I wanted to see him shoot a little more. Um, you know, I know he oh he was playing like the you know defense whatever with the Kachucks, but I wanted to see him take some more shots. He just he just he could have taken over that weekend, shown like hey he's he's the real deal. But he just you know he wanted to pass the puck. There were a lot of a lot of moments where he had the he had the floor. He could have shot and he just did a little drop pass his specialty. So a little disappointing on that end, but I, I think it was a good weekend for South Florida for sure. Oh, I just want to piggyback off Ryan's point there with Kachuk being introduced last. I think really if you look outside of the game a little bit, David, how much events the Kachuks, namely Matthew, were doing around South Florida um, yeah. area, Miami area, like they were just go, going to and from all these events. And he had family in town and they were he was housing them at his new place and showing them around. So he was busy all week. And I know it's an all-star game, but to put that performance in an all-star game and be the all-star MVP, that's huge. So like... What Ryan's commenting on, I think if the organization didn't already know after this weekend, they know now that this guy is like face of the franchise piece, mm-hmm. not only on the ice, but off the ice. And I think he probably scored a plus plus across the board and everything that he was asked to do over this past week. For sure. he Like I said a little bit earlier, he was at so many different events, signing on Thursday, signing on Friday. Then the skills competition had that really fun and uh play with his brother and Barkov as kind of like a lifeguard type of thing. So got screwed over by the judges. They could have had the whole weekend if they gave that. And then two days later to put up five points in a real game is just nuts. Right. Yeah, that's right. To bookend it. Yeah. Just being so busy doing this and doing that. And then on Sunday morning, the day of the actual all-star game, he was doing a, uh, I think it was for Broward County. uh, I think like a boys and girls club, him and Barkov were out like at eight in the morning doing stuff with the kids. So a huge and busy weekend for not just Matthew, but also for the Kachuk family. Like you said, so many in in town and Brady and being uh, involved in it and Heath having a blast while his son, when his son was uh, scoring the hat trick. Parents were there, sister, I think like cousins, maybe. Yeah. Just such a, and that's why I think it was such an important event for the Kachuks because all of them were there. Like you said, Ryan and, uh, he was already kind of integrated into the actual uh, uh, pump up for the All-Star weekend. You know, Barkov was a late addition to it. So there wasn't mm-hmm. much to really market as far as Barkov being in the actual game. So, yeah, like you said, Kachuk was in- introduced last in the Atlantic division. Um, so, yeah, maybe you're right that 
Kachuk is a much more marketable type of player, to say the least. In a market, Grandpa Kachuk got the vehicle too. <laughs> to say the least, in a market that needs a superstar type of quality player like himself, that is a bit. Now, there's of nothing a, wrong with that. But no, 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 for Barkov, but no, 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 exactly. It's just for it's Kachuk, just Kachuk's team. It is what it is. Yeah, he's. I think it was more guy. visible after this week to everyone else that oh, yeah. he didn't realize it before. Let's say. Yeah, he's the new guy in town, the shiny toy that everybody loves, and it's just been a plus like we've said across the entire board uh representing the panthers and uh, himself in the nhl so yeah like you said ryan mvp for kachuk uh we saw brady say in kachuk's instagram post i love barkov or barky's the best something like that so uh i really wish brady hadn't signed that long term with with ottawa because man that would have been really nice to have um Brady, Barkov, and Kachuk, man. Can you imagine yeah. that? Then Barkov, then, Barkov that. Might have, then Barkov might have to play defense. And <laughs> does this start the MVP chance? They start a little bit, I heard, in the rink in Tampa game. But does it start the MVP chance for Kachuk now? Because I think he's working way up that list. No. I think, I think he, would have to, he would have what? to continue. He would have to continue uh, getting uh, McDavid numbers at this point, my friend. Because McDavid has it by... By every type of adjective you want to say. I know you guys, and I talked about this on Spaces, and you guys weren't there, but McDavid has it. And, like, where is his team in the standings? Almost exactly where Florida is. In a weaker conference, shouldn't he be LeBroning it by now, having first place in the conference? He's playing shotgun next to another guy. So it'd be like, you know, your analogy of Dwayne Wade and LeBron, like, sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Like, the Oilers have to do better on the ice team-wise to be able to be recognized for these awards. And I think I think Kachuk's up there with Tage Thompson. He's up there with David Pasternak. I don't think you can uh, nominate Drysaddle because that hurts that he plays with McDavid. I don't think there's any goalie this year that's playing. Like, I know Allmark's had a great year and so is Halibut, but I don't think on the level of Igor from last year where he got nominated, Matthews is not there. Marner, yeah, maybe, you know, Robertson. But I really think Kachuk is in that mix now for being nominated for the Hart Trophy. He's top five, but he's not going to make, he's not going to win it. That is what I'm saying. Like McDavid has what? 20 more points than Kachuk. It's just, yeah, well, I think McDavid will win because they gave it to Matthews last year. And then McDavid's historic year in that shortened, whatever bubble season where he was going off. Like he kind of is. this year. I mean, Kirby, he's on pace for like 150 points, something that's hasn't happened since the Mario Lemieux days. There's no way. You sound like my Oilers family. I'm just saying that's just the reality. If he stays, but should the team be doing better too? Like some of these individual wards, they need to resemble team success. You know, well, yeah, I mean, Zach Hyman's having a good year, Ryan yeah, Hopkins, Hopkins, they're both having relatively Always. good years. Uh, Kirby, I think they win the Pacific too. So uh, let's just, it's, it's, it's like you want to talk about losers all the time, Ryan. That's like a weak division. Like if we would be swimming right now in that division, we would, yeah, we would have course. a chance to win that division. I think we're like six points back. And we're talking about like how bad this season's been for Florida. So, you know, again. Yeah. yeah, I think I give him props. I'm not saying he doesn't win it, but I'm saying like Kachuk should be second, third, fourth. I think Kachuk probably has a better argument this year than Huberto well, because the, the analytics community was coming hard at Huberto last year, and there's other storylines there with Igor and Matthews and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think the only chance that Kachuk would have at a realistic MVP chance is if he continues to play that the way. I mean, I don't think five points a game is ever feasible in the long term, but. He's mm-hmm. going to have to score some clutch goals and pretty much carry this team into the playoffs for him to have any chance. But, and McDavid has to slow down. There's no way. But David, no I think way. like, I and I, I've said this since the beginning of the season, Kachuk has another half a level, another level. 
Like the players around him for boy. Panthers haven't even been playing well until recently. If and he has like another level. Like oh, boy. Nights, four point nights. He's like doing it like very pedestrian like. Right. And I think like he can continue this pace. And again, we're going to go over some of our over under numbers here. Ryan predicted 98, 99 points for Kachuk this year. He might have more than that. I said he'd be around 92, 95. David, you said 88, 89. Like he's blowing these numbers out of the water. And it's like yeah. he's done it all season long and without really little help outside of Montur, who's having like an all-star type This season. is sad. This is sad. He didn't even say Verhage. Man's a defenseman. He can't even – it's not even well, the line. We're not going to get into that. I think, that. I think that's recency bias. Verhage's had a great season. But if there's another – Recency bias. Oh, it was brother. Barkoff missed games. Oh, come on. Ryan, re- re- right? Being there for your team through all these games is important, right? And Barkoff's missed games this year. Ekblad's missed games this year. Verhage's having a great season, and I give him a lot of credit, but I don't know about that poll, David. Oh, boys. Wait, I no, I think I think, I think think uh, Montour has had a fantastic – Exceptional, fantastic and the fan base is sleeping on it. He's got beyond, 28 goals at the All-Star break. Beyond beyond anyone's, anyone's reality of an imagination of what Montour was able to produce, for sure. But We didn't even have him on our over-under list, David. And you know how much I love the guy. I know. We had eight players. He wasn't even on there. Our <laughs> podcast snubbed him. He's playing fantastic. But I think, I mean, like the poll, like you said, Kirby, we ran the poll with almost a thousand votes between the Instagram and the Twitter. Last time I checked, Kachuk, or I'm sorry, Verhage was about 60% uh, that he's been the second best player, let's say, for this season. That's not, I'm not saying that's any, any knock on Montour. But are people looking at Montour plays 28 minutes a night with like not, not having our number one defenseman in the lineup. And like I mean, but we it. said, we said for Hagee was carried by, by Barkov and he's got yeah, more I goals. He's got more goals than Austin Matthews right now. But again, that's a credit to Kachuk and the MVP type season he's having for Verhage to do what he's been doing on that second line for what he's done with Barkov. Right. Like okay. I think it's been Kachuk and Montour, the motors of this team. He's got more goals than Stamkos. Playing, I don't know where we are right now. More goals than Stamkos, more goals than Matthews, more goals than Crosby. No, it's always the goals. It's always the goals. Uh, but no, Kirby, it, it's still 28 goals is a lot. I mean, not, yeah. it's nothing against Montour. He's just, he has nine goals in his last nine games. We he's, slept he's on, on Verhege. We slept on Verhege. The over-under for him was 50 points by David at the beginning of the year in episode nine of our podcast. I think his career high, what is it, 54, 55, I think, David? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan said definitely. I think Ryan was the most confident on Verhege. He said take the over, especially if he's playing with Barkoff, and I agreed with him there. I said slightly to the over, and David, you were kind of soft on that number, and you're like, yeah, a little bit. So he's over-exceeded all of our expectations. But again, I'm going to say – you know, the MVPs of the season could chuck one, Montour two, and then you can pick three or four Verhage. It might end up being Barkoff or Reinhardt if they kind of turn it up. But yeah, those would be the three, I would say. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Again, there's no wrong answers here. Both, all, both Verhage and Montour are having historic seasons, by, you know, according to their uh, recency uh, season. So there's no there's no wrong answer there for sure. But I'll go Verhage. I just think Verhage is just, uh, been fantastic. He's just been keeping us in games, and so is Montour for sure. No, no ifs, ands, or buts there for sure. And I like on Verhage front how he's carried it over from the playoffs last year because exactly. he really hasn't turned that dial down. Where last year I was saying, you know, in our spaces during regular seasons, he'd disappear for two or three or four game stretches, mm-hmm. and he's played well. Credit to him, even without Barkoff in the lineup and on that second line. But again, like 
I'm saying Kachuk is the engine there. Like I know oh, yeah. Bennett's played well, Verhage's played well, but all these Flames fans, you know, and this is why we get at people. It's like, you know, he was a product of Goodrow and all this. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you put Kachuk on any line. He's coach proof when our team was struggling with Maurice, you know, Kachuk yeah. was still producing. So yeah, people were laughing that he's gonna play with the line with Bennett and uh Verhage at the start of the season. They were like, that's not that's not gonna work. But he's clicked on whatever line he's in, even if Lister Lars Reinen has to step in there at times. Uh, he's made them all look really nice. So I don't know if he's MVP per se. He's definitely in the top five, but a lot is gonna have to go right for him to be considered above mcdaddy to say the least uh, yeah and us i i and lex we did our own like um spaces um nominations and talked about it on spaces last night after the tampa bay game so it's available on replay for everyone in the last half an hour and yeah i think uh, lex had the heart trophy she had mcdavid first she had um pasta tage thompson and she also even had like honorable mention to crosby but i think it's going to open up in the second half for who's going to be nominated for the heart um trophy i got a little trivia question for you guys now david if you know this you got to throw this to ryan oh, uh, six six panthers have played in every game this season who are they oh lord 53 six. games six of them there's that many of them yep there's a couple that okay. played 52 um i'll give you a hint on one Verhage. i think played 52 i think he missed one game six and guys ha- okay so it hasn't okay let's start barkov hasn't been barkov no probably Kachuk got suspended. And he was sick. And he was sick. A lot of guys were sick. And you said it wasn't Verhage? No. Nope. He missed one game. I think it might have been that Carolina game, David, that hurricane. Uh, I don't remember. David, you know this one? David? I think I know at least four off the top of my head for <sighs> sure. Is uh, it? Let's see. I know. Forsling? Play yeah. along at home here, everyone. What was that? Forsling, yes. Forsling. Um, one. Oh, Lomberg. He's, he's been hurt a bunch of times. What was that? Lomberg. Lomberg is one. My guy. Um, I, is it more defensemen? It has uh, to be, no? There's a couple yes. defensemen and a couple forwards left. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> Everyone's going to hate. <laughs> Mahara? Yeah, that's one. So we got three now. We got Forsling, Lomberg, and Mahara. Three mm-hmm. left. Ryan pulled up the, the stat sheet. No, no I, I'm not. I don't. I don't care. Ryan, don't you're doing to. good if you're not looking. No peeking. David, I, you don't. Know. Yeah, I know Reinhardt is one. He hasn't. Missed Reinhardt, it. yep, that's four. Two left. One forward and one D remains. I know them. Uh, I don't know. I'm one of Cody's guys and one that the fan base just hates. On. Yeah, you have Mark Stahl. He hasn't missed the game. Mark Stahl. Oh, that's a shame. And then the other one game. is my other boy, Lister Reinen. Lusto, there you go. Six oh, okay, got it. Hold that up okay. today and wanted to throw it to you guys on the podcast. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, you got to give credit to guys like, you know, I'm hard on Forsling at times, but Forsling, Lomberg, Mahura playing really key roles. Lusto, you know, Reinhardt, you know, he hasn't played well, but he's been there every game this year. And then you got Mark Stahl, who hasn't even been a healthy scratch in a game this year because Maurice likes to run that short bench. So Forsling is on is on pace for the same, if not more points than Uyghur was last year. And he's a quarter, wow. of, his, a quarter of his cost. Obviously, we know he's... Huh. A different uh defensively let's say a lot of criticism for him but his offensive production has been the same as it was the year before if not better and he's on pace for a better offensive productive season than a uh, weaker was and he's he's how many times has he gone injured in a game looks like he's out looks like he's going to be hurt for a long time and then he comes right back in yep 
That You've seen that rank a lot, right? You got to give him credit, right? I, I want him to play game? a different style of game, but you got to give him credit for the shot blocking and oh, the different yeah. things that he's he's done. What was the, who was the game that he got? Uh, uh, it was L.A. where he got hit from behind, right? Yeah. And that was a cheap ass play, and we thought. Oh, yeah, he, I thought he was done. Yeah, we right. thought he were done for the season. It looked like his his knee buckled or something, and he was back in the next period. This son of a gun, like what the heck? And then there was another game where he got hurt and was back, you know, a couple shifts later. So credit's mm-hmm. a little Forsling being out there and being a, a trooper because he's a he's a, having another again another fantastic season offensively, thirty points in fifty three games on pace for about 40, 42 points, which would uh, be, like I said, around Uyghur's numbers last year. But We all ha- we all had him on the over. Uh, Ryan had him slightly on the over at 40. I had him low to mid-40s. And David, you had him the most optimistic around 44 to 46. I just mm-hmm. said on that podcast, I don't see him as a 50, 60-point guy. That's kind of where Montour is, and that's where Ekblad's been. But um, he's going to kind of be around that territory. And I'm fine with that. Even playing him next year, second pairing minutes, uh, having Forsling on that unit, mm-hmm. I think will just strengthen our team when we add to the blue line, which we desperately need we to definitely definitely need to do that. Over. Can we talk about David's predictions being all wrong? They were not all <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he hasn't brought it up yet. <laughs> what he the Barkov one, the Kachuk one? I don't even need to bring up the Barkov one. That was historically bad. All I'm saying is they weren't all wrong. That's true. They were. We, were like, we all took the under on Ekblad, so David's right there on the 20 goal season. Yeah, that's I, easy. But David got mad at me when I say he's going to miss games, miss games, uh, mark off, miss games. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, these guys are going to miss games. I'm like, let's just bake that into now, right? I was already baking that into my numbers. <laughs> and uh, Ryan said in the notes right here, I have Ekblad will miss games. And David says just the under on Ekblad's 20 goals. And I said around 18-ish. But I thought that, you know, Ekblad would be more of impactful on the power play, even with having Monter there. I had but... Verhage over 50 points. He's on pace. I had Bennett over 45. He's on pace. I had Forsling over 40. He's on pace. I had Ekblad 20 goals under. Sounds right to me. Missed Lomberg, on the big guns. Missed Lomberg, on the big guns. Lomberg, You're on Lomberg, but you always guys bash him because he doesn't get 20, enough points. 20 points. He's like, that's borderline possible. So I, where where I was wrong, okay, Barkov 100 points, probably wrong there. Uh, Kachuk under 90. I said, not, I said just under 90. He could be at 104 for all we say. Okay, whatever. Reinhardt, 50 assists. Yeah, that's that's not looking good. And that's the it. The Reinhardt one, I would have been really bad with the points because of how he started the year, but you switched it from points to assist. You said yeah, that's it. Those were the two. The Barkov, Kachuk, and Reinhardt ones. The rest, that was pretty spot. Mm-hmm. So I, we should have done, done more role player ones for him. Next year, we'll put Montour on it. We'll make sure we put Montour well, on thanks. there, Kirby. Might not be on the <laughs> Next team. year, we got to do every single player. Him. Everyone wants to trade him for a draft so, pick or something. So every We'll just do player. every player so no one gets upset. Like, Montour's not in it. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that he put Lomberg in it. That's one of my guys. Yeah, Lomberg. I saw his kid was finally starting to walk now. So, Lomberg family's getting that. Uh, babies growing up for sure. So Lomberg and cousins, babies, kids, they're around the same age. Yeah. They're always at the arena at the pregame warmups at, by the rink. So, or the glass. So nice to see that for sure. So yeah, Panthers got a lot of good, big games coming up. Like we said, I don't think we have to exaggerate any more on that to say the least, just how important these games are. Um, Ryan, I know you're excited for the super bowl maybe this weekend. Of course. Uh, who are you going to take, the Chiefs or the Eagles? Yeah, let's do our predictions. I'll go first. Right. I'll do um, 
Well, I'm I'm curious to see what Kirby what Kirby He's likes. Not taking Kirby's the Eagles part. for anything. You don't He's even what? need to hear mine. You guys just give yours. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going the Chiefs. 31-23. 31-23 Chiefs. Is that on? Is that the over, Ryan? Uh, probably. Fifty-four yeah. points, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna go Eagles. I'm gonna go twenty-four twenty Eagles just for Kirby. Twenty-four twenty-one. Can I leave? 24-20. Mahomes is shaky, guys. He's not himself. Shaky. Mahomes, you guys want to talk about McDavid. Mahomes is generational. Uh, Sean Payton came out wide said, this is the best quarterback are, I've ever seen pre-draft in my wide life. Wide receivers are iffy. Eagles got a nice running game. They're not in the cold, like Kirby loves to say. See what he did without Tyreek Hill this year? All you the national media saying, no, they won't do anything. No, I think Mahomes is still great. I think they're still going to be in the game. I just think uh, I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles get it done. I'm just saying. That's my prediction. David, this is what I'll say. I'll take a Rudy Tom Do- Tomovich line from Butchner's name from the Houston Rockets. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. That's mm-hmm. fine. Jalen Hurts has been knocked down a lot of times in his career, and he's always been uh, making it to the end. So I think he can get it done. Uh, yeah, he actually has to step up in a game where he's going to be challenged, which he hasn't been yep. challenged. He's going to have to throw for more right? than 200 yards to win. I'm glad Ryan's with me. We didn't talk about this off air or anything. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not I'd love to see, it. I don't know, like a 30-17 win, just like hand it to them, maybe. Yeah, for sure. 30-17 KC, something like that. I, now, the Mahomes health thing, that scares me a little bit, but outside of that, they they got an edge to on the coaching side. The Eagles coach, he's so full of himself. Like Andy mm-hmm. Reid, this is like a payback game for Andy Reid, his former franchise. The furthest he got was a Super Bowl loss to New England, many NFC championship title games. Remember, they won that Super Bowl with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles. They pulled that out of their behind. I don't know how they did that. That wasn't even their starting Mahomes, Mahomes looked good last week, Kirby. Yeah, I yeah dude, and I thought either team, I was going to ride with either team, Cincinnati or Kansas City. Just hopefully this yeah. extra week gives Kansas City that health, that health um, rest and that they can um, perform in this game because <laughs> I can't look at my brother after this week if the Eagles pull this out. I just cannot. I, I My brother has all the championships, North Carolina, Philadelphia Eagles, Anaheim Mighty Ducks, everything. Like, I just, I can't buy one. I've lost to him. Gonzaga's lost to North Carolina. I can't. I just can't do this. I can't. <laughs> so it has to be Kansas City. David, you got to get on this. You lost your San Francisco team in your pool. San Francisco mm-hmm. didn't even show up. Dallas should have been in that game. If that's how they were going to perform, we should have had a Dallas-Philly game. Oh, boy. There's the Dallas comment. That's the Dak. That's the Dak we all knew was going to show up Can we end on eventually. something better here? Can we end uh, on something better? I mean, all right. I'll, I'll, you guys got your Chiefs. That's fine. I'm going to go with the Eagles, whether I'm right or wrong. I'm just going to take the the opposite here of what you guys just have. Some maybe, you, maybe you and Ryan lay down a little side wager. Loser has to pay for the other couple's dinner or something like that. What? Well, that, Ryan can't afford my dinners. This man, this man's coming. Oh, because David's taking over the food chat again in our Discord. Community. Oh, I want to shout out. I, I want to see what you're baking and what you're making. I want to do shout out to someone on Instagram. Um, Phil Marina, I think is his name. He actually gave me two tickets to sit at the Club Lexus area on Monday night. So shout out to you. Thank you for the tickets. Thank you for hooking me up. I owe you one. Food was fantastic, by the way. So that was actually the first time in a very long time I've sat in that uh, all-you-can-eat, all-you-can-drink section. So shout-out to you, Phil. Uh, David, on that front, one of our OGs, Alejandro, wanted to meet up with you, but he's trying to meet up with you after the game. So I've been telling fans on space and everything if they want to meet up with you. All right, Kirby. I'm going to say something on that. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can't be telling fans to meet up with me. No, they always ask on around random occasions. Alejandro, Alejandro, I messaged him. I said, I'll meet you after the second. And then he didn't check his phone and he DM me back saying, oh. sorry, I didn't check my phone. He doesn't check his phone during the game because he's very superstitious. So that's why the wow. team- I appreciate the shout outs, but you got to give me a little warning here. Okay. You, well, I'm trying to coordinate to... this. Like I'm getting all this stuff. I'm like, my se- Kirby's my secretary for the beans. Kirby's books, booking everyone. <laughs> uh, what's the, who is it? Josh is the other one. I think it was. That's always the spaces. Was that the one that you were talking about? Oh yeah. Die hard. Die hard. Yeah. He yeah die hard. <laughs> See everyone wants to meet up because you started to do the photos, right? So everyone wants to meet up, you know, in the Discord. Oh boy. They got to meet up with Ryan. He's might he, have a guest down the road here, but might have a guest for Ryan in the summer. We can maybe talk about that. Maybe all I've got right, a guest, we can chat about that all as, as Kirby likes Ryan to like say, this. I've got a guest in the hopper that uh, we might get be getting on here soon. You I'll do tell too. You guys, I got one or two in the hopper. I'll tell you guys after the. the... Okay, I got ones to tell Ryan too. <laughs> all right. I mean, Literally, David could have talked to Brian. Brian will not miss it. this podcast if that's the case. I didn't have anyone recording Ryan because <laughs> it was so jam packed. I couldn't have my wife stand there with the phone. Me talking to him. There was no way. It was no, too- you could have just asked him. Let's get on. Let me, let's get on I the podcast. Play tennis. Give that us ten minutes. Perfect, that would have been the perfect chance to play tennis. You know, talk about his, his obsession with darts and maybe try to change that a little bit. Get him a little bit more spicy. You know. And when Ryan was in Jersey, he was supposed to have Doug Plagans on. You didn't even track him down. I know at the card show. Wow. This is sad. I was working. I was working. <laughs> Would you want me to get Connor think- Bedard on last week at the rink? Uh, no, that's a, that's a tall task. That but David, you got to ask him to golf. It's longer, then you get more time to chat with him. You know, it's like a three hours thing instead of tennis. I don't know. I think I could take Barkov to five sets if I really wanted to. I got some tennis in me. I got those legs. I only got doubles in me. I'm not playing those solos. Uh, I still got those solos in me. I, I remember playing that a lot in high school and in after in college <laughs> too. I did. I did. Man, it's not Why a is he a master play? of the grass? I the played with Carl Milankovic, Kyle Lindbergh. You remember those names? We'll see. <laughs> I think he lost it. No, I think I would take on Barky. But I did hear from one of his buddies that apparently knows him saying he's good at everything. So I probably he'll probably take me down like Djokovic, but I I'll have to keep up keep bothering him to try to keep up and play we'll some see tennis and bark off on the world darts tour. I'll see him on like TSN <laughs> here in summer. They said he's good at everything, so I wouldn't be surprised to say the least. But um yeah, guys, I think, I mean, what else can we say? I mean, we know the importance of the schedule coming up. Obviously, we know we haven't won three in a row. If we can beat San Jose on Thursday, uh, Colorado on Saturday, I think that would put us in a really nice position, knowing that we have a, a heavy home schedule in March. So, um, yeah, big games ahead. Uh, not sure if anything else you guys wanted yeah. to touch on before we wrap up here, uh, Ryan and Kirby. Uh, no, just to give- all good. Sorry, Ryan. I'm all good. I think five two cats on Thursday. Five two. Okay. Okay. We'll talk I had to about take that. David's score. <laughs> we'll hey, talk about that off air. David, give a shout out to uh, five star rating. Yeah, like I said, everyone on Twitter and on Instagram and Discord appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, we had a couple of new ratings from you guys. Thank you for the five star reviews. We're very happy that you guys are uh, enjoying the content we provide. Uh, we're trying to bring in as many guests as we can on a week-to-week basis. Uh, we know with football season wrapping up, we should hopefully be back to recording on the weekends uh, since we won't be tied up with that. So really excited to do that as we wrap up, hopefully, the regular season with some playoffs to, uh, for the season. But 
like we said, we can't thank you guys enough for all the support. Uh, Twitter is active all the time. Discord is active all the time. We always have our 2 p.m. Eastern time kind of uh, like break from work conversations that go on. I don't know if you've seen those, Kirby. Um, yeah. Always 2 Hard to keep up with me at different time zone. And you guys. Always at 2 p.m., like post-lunch kind of conversation okay. with all the guys that are in there. So even the gals that are in there too. So shout out to you all for being in there all the time. So yeah, really excited, really happy, especially with the All-Star Weekend that wrapped up. Just so many fan interactions I had personally with not just meeting some of you guys at the arena and at the red carpet, but some new followers that we've been picking up uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and in the Discord joining community uh, each and every day. So thank you guys, as always, for being so active and so involved in those. That's probably the most uh, special for me, just being so many, uh, meeting so many of you and talking with you guys each and every day is great. So Ryan and Kirby, as always, I thank you guys for joining me today on another great episode to uh, say the least. I think this is our 25th or 26 so 26? yeah 25th or 26 so about a quarter of a century to, uh through and uh nothing but love from all the followers we've had since the beginning so ryan kirby before i sign us off anything any last words my friends playoff nothing here playoff push go cats. playoff push and go cats yeah all right. Well, you heard it there, folks. Playoff push and go cats from Ryan and Kirby. So until next time, as always, appreciate you guys listening and uh, hope to hear from you guys soon. Like Kirby said, any reviews, ratings, comments, shares would be very much appreciated. Shout out to the Hockey Pod- Hockey Podcast Network, uh, DraftKings and Raycon. Make sure you guys check those out for some cool deals over the Super Bowl weekend and to get some cool Uh, new headsets if you guys need check out Raycon for 15% off so until the next time you hear from us thank you all for listening and as always go cats